Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Jerusalem, where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Harriet and I will be your reader today. And now we have a new week, starting this Sunday, the 13th of February or the 12th of Adar 1 on the Hebrew calendar. The new parasha this week is called Ki Tisa, and that means when you count. And the portion that we'll be reading from the Torah is Exodus chapter 30, verse 11 through chapter 31 and verse 17. Before we start reading, let's bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, When you take a census of the sons of Israel, according to those who are counted among them, Then each man shall give a ransom for his soul to the Lord, when you count them, that there will be no plague among them when you count them. They shall give this, everyone who passes over to those who are counted, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is twenty geras, half a shekel for an offering to the Lord. Everyone who passes over to those who are counted, from twenty years old and upward, shall give the offering to the Lord. The rich shall give no more, and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel. When they give the offering to the Lord to make atonement for your souls, you shall take the atonement money from the sons of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tent of meeting, that it may be a memorial for the sons of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for your souls. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, You shall also make a basin of bronze, and its base of bronze, in which to wash. You shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. Aharon and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet in it. When they go into the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water, that they do not die, or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord. So they shall wash their hands and their feet, that they not die. This shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his descendants throughout their generations. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Also take fine spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels, of a fragrant descendants half as much, even 250, and of fragrant cane, 250, and of cassia, 500, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hin of olive oil. You shall make it into a holy anointing oil, a perfume compounded after the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. You shall use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant, 
the table and all its articles, the menorah and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin with its base. You shall sanctify them, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them shall be holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and sanctify them, that they may minister to me as Kohanim. You shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, and do not make any like it, according to its composition. It is holy. It shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on a stranger, he shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moshe, Take to yourself sweet spices, gum raisin, onica, and galbanum, sweet spices with pure frankincense. There shall be an equal weight of each. You shall make incense of it, a perfume after the art of the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. You shall beat some of it very small, and put some of it before the covenant in the tent of meeting, where I will meet with you. It shall be to you most holy. The incense which you shall make, according to its composition, you shall not make for yourselves. It shall be to you holy for the Lord. Whoever shall make any like that, to smell of it, he shall be cut off from his people. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Behold, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda. I have filled him with the Ruach Elohim, in wisdom and in understanding, and in knowledge and in all kinds of workmanship, to devise skillful works, to work in gold and in silver and in bronze, and in cutting of stones for setting, and in carving of wood, to work in all kinds of workmanship. Behold, I myself have appointed with him Oholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, and in the heart of all who are wise-hearted I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant, the mercy seat that is on it, all the furniture of the tent, the table and its vessels, the pure gold menorah with all its vessels, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its vessels, the basin and its base, the finely worked garments, the holy garments for Aharon the Kohen, the garments of his sons to minister as Kohanim, the anointing oil and the incense of sweet spices for the holy place. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak also to the sons of Israel, saying, Most certainly you shall keep my Shabbats, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Shabbat, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, for whoever does any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days shall work be done, 
that on the seventh day is the Shabbat of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Shabbat day shall surely be put to death. So the sons of Israel shall keep the Shabbat to observe the Shabbat throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the sons of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he ceased and was refreshed. That was Exodus or Shemot thirty eleven through thirty one seventeen. Our portion from the prophets is today Second Kings chapter six. The sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we live and meet with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Yarden, and each man take a beam from there, and let us make a place there where we may live. And he answered, Go. Then one said, Please be pleased to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. When they came to the Yarden, they cut down wood. But as one was cutting down a tree, the axe head fell into the water. Then he cried and said, Alas, my master, for it was borrowed. The man of God asked, Where did it fall? He showed him the place. He cut down a stick, threw it in there, and made the iron float. And he said, Take it. So he put out his hand and took it. Now the king of Syria was at war against Israel, and he took counsel with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. The man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. The king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and he saved himself there, not once or twice. Now the heart of the king of Syria was very troubled about this. He called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, No, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dotan. So he sent horses, chariots, and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was circling the city. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Please strike this people with blindness. 
he struck them with blindness according to Elisha's words. And Elisha said to them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. He led them to Samaria. When they had come into Samaria, Elisha said, Lord, open these men's eyes, that they may see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the middle of Samaria. Then the king of Israel said to Elisha, when he saw them, My father, shall I strike them? Shall I strike them? He answered, You shall not strike them. Would you strike those whom you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. He prepared a great feast for them. When they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they they went to their master. So the bands of Syria stopped raiding Eretz Israel. And it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. There was a great famine in Samaria. Behold, they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for eighty pieces of silver, and the fourth part of a cub of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried to him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. He said, If the Lord does not help you, where could I get help for you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? And the king said to her, What is your problem? She said, This woman said to me, Give your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him, and I said to her on the next day, Give your son that we may eat him. And she has hidden her son. When the king heard these words of the woman, he tore his clothes. Now he was passing by on the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth underneath on his body. Then he said, God do so to me, and more also, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, stays on him today. But Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. Then the king sent a man from before him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how this son of a murderer has sent to take away my head? Behold, when the messenger comes, shut the door, and hold the door shut against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? While he was still talking with them, the messenger came down to him. Then he said, Behold, this evil is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? That was Second Kings chapter 6. And now we have our portion from the writings of the Ketuvim which today is Psalm 119, verses 25 through 48. My soul is laid low in the dust. Revive me according to your word. I declared my ways, and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the teaching of your precepts, that I may study on your wondrous works. 
My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from the way of deceit and graciously grant me your Torah. I have chosen the way of truth. I have set your ordinances before me. I cling to your statutes. Lord, do not let me be disappointed. I run in the path of your mitzvot, for you have set my heart free. Teach me, Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your Torah. Yes, I will obey it with my whole heart. Direct me in the path of your mitzvot, for I delight in them. Turn my heart toward your statutes, not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. Revive me in your ways. Fulfill your promise to your servant that you may be feared. Take away my disgrace that I dread, for your ordinances are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Let your loving kindness also come to me, your salvation according to your word. So I will have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch the word of truth out of my mouth, for I put my hope in your ordinances. So I will obey your Torah continually, forever and ever. I will walk in liberty, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your statutes before kings, and will not be disappointed. I will delight myself in your mitzvot, because I love them. I reach out my hands for your mitzvot, which I love. I study your statutes. That was Psalm 119, verses 25 through 48. And now we have arrived at our final portion of scripture for today, which is the apostolic writings. We will be reading John or Yohanan chapter 11, verses 28 through 57. And when she had said this, she went away and called Miriam, her sister, secretly saying, The rabbi is here and is calling you. When she heard this, she arose quickly and went to him. Now Yeshua had not yet come into the village, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Judeans who were with her in the house and were consoling her, when they saw Miriam, that she rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She's going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Miriam came to where Yeshua was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. When Yeshua therefore saw her weeping, and the Judeans weeping, who came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They told him, Lord, come and see. Yeshua wept. The Judeans therefore said, See how much affection he had for him. But some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of him who was blind have also kept this man from dying? Yeshua therefore, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. 
Now it was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Yeshua said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Yeshua said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Yeshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always listen to me. But because of the multitude standing around, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And he who was dead came out, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Yeshua said to them, Free him and let him go. Therefore many of the Judeans who came to Miriam and saw what Yeshua did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things which Yeshua had done. Therefore the chief Kohanim and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What are we doing? For this man does many signs. If we leave him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But a certain one of them, Caiaphas, being Kohen Gadol that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is adventure advantageous for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation not perish. Now he did not say this of himself, but being Kohen Gadol that year, he prophesied that Yeshua would die for the nation and not for the nation only, but that he might also gather together into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day forward they took counsel that they might put him to death. Yeshua therefore walked no more openly among the Judeans, but departed from there into the country near the, vil the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and he stayed there with his disciples. Now Pesach in Yehuda was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before Pesach to purify themselves. Then they sought for Yeshua and spoke with one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think, that he is not coming to the feast at all? Now the chief Kohanim and the Pharisees had commanded that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. That was Yohanan or John eleven twenty-eight through 57. If you are reading through the Apostolic Writings or the New Testament... The Britta twice this cycle, you will also read Hebrews chapter 1 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that you will have a Shavua Tov, a blessed new week. Shalom from Yerushalayim. Until next time.